Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. back to season three of Rooster Radio. For this season's premiere, we're talking with Pete and Richard of the grunge core band Sunday Boxing. Hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina, these guys make aggressive music for happy people. They're sharing their song Artificial Light with us right now.
Yeah, dude, give it up for Sunday Boxing, everybody. All right. That was really good stuff. We've got Sunday Thank Boxing you. here in the Rue studio yes. right now. We're talking to Pete and Richard. What's Hello. going on, guys? Thank you, guys. Cody, appreciate you having us. Pleasure yeah, to meet Michael, you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out and for having us in here. Always, man. So, who is Sunday Boxing? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, like, seriously, I, I want to know kind of, like, how you guys were formed, how you guys came to be, and, like, first, first and foremost, what do you do in the band? Tell our audience what you do in the band. Introduce yourselves. I'm Pete Shock. I play bass and sing about a little more than half the time. More, more than half the time. <laughs> the other half, he's doing something else. Sing about hey, it. Uh, 51% of 51%. the time I sing. Yeah, he's got uh, That's a good 49%. majority share, so you know, whatever he says goes. It's about the royalties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Richard Jacob, and I play guitar, and sometimes I try to sing. And uh, You sing awesome, Richard. Don't sell yourself <sighs> short. Oh, dude, right, well, come on. I just man. wanted to hear that. Yeah, and I sing awesome, right. And, uh, Give it up for Richard. They, when, I, when I joined the band, they were, they were a two-piece, and, and uh, the, the third leg of our, uh, st- of our stool is uh, <laughs> is Paul, Paul Rhodes, Rhodes, who you guys have met before. Yeah. So yeah, so I moved to North Carolina about 12 years ago. Right on. With my family, and I was looking for people to play noisy rock, and I was hoping to find some. And there is a, a one of the sites. What what what's that one site? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Bandmix Bandmix.com, where no one really pays for it i almost feel bad because i found a good chunk of my friends <laughs> that's great on that website but uh paul had a posting on there talking about you know he mentioned pavement or some stuff like that i said okay uh-huh. that's close enough and uh he didn't answer me but then he and i each separately answered a third gentleman who played guitar and he was fine uh but you know paul and i kind of just hit it off right away and he's like fugazi huh i'm like yeah and we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna keep jamming so we did. We jammed a couple of times. We kind of said we would go on. You know, it wasn't going to happen fast. <laughs> yeah. I said we like each other enough that we're just going to keep rolling, and if we take little breaks and stuff, it's going to be fine. So we kind of agreed pretty early to have a casual band. It's actually gotten more ramped up recently. You know, we, we spun our wheels a long time, and, you know, so it was just Paul and I, we did have some guitarists, but, you know, they would come and go, and then Paul and I were trying to do the two-piece. We did play a gig as a two-piece uh-huh. Uh, I played guitar with loopers, and uh, you know, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> That's a lot to to bring on. Sure. I like having the three piece, but you know, it's got to be the right person. Paul uh, met Richard. Maybe he'll tell you that part. But you know, I see that there's a band now, Royal Blood. That's just the fuzzy bass and drums, and I'm like, oh, we were kind of yeah, doing those that. Guys are... But they they're they're actually getting something done. So I respected them. That was way too much energy yeah, for me to put out by myself. Every two piece on the planet just vomit how good they are yeah so fine they can be the two-piece fuzz bass band (laughs) i will do when was this three piece was was this shortly after you moved like have you guys been together for this whole? so i'm noticing that i'm pretty sure this is a paul and i's 10th year (laughs) wow i'm pretty sure yeah i think 2012 was it was when he and i got together a long time yeah exactly you know i gotta get him what's that a silver anniversary i'll get him oh yeah gotta get him something (laughs) sweet this year (laughs) yeah we like to surprise each other sure man (laughs) sounds like you guys have got some good camaraderie uh um richard where did you come in what to play how did you 
join this awesome uh, now three piece? Well, uh, I was uh, I had uh, a friend named Melvin, and I knew from making biodiesel actually, and uh, wow, I, I not I, the band biodiesel. Oh, okay. not the band biodiesel. No, literally biodiesel. Yeah, man. <laughs> Vegetable oil turned to, yeah. to diesel fuel. Anyway, Were you going around jobs. to restaurants like getting them to give you their leftover grease? Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes we didn't sometimes they didn't know it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did we did that uh, religiously like every Sunday morning for for a while. Did you and, have some sort of tool to hook up to those little grease traps outside to, to suck that out? Like how? Were yeah, you we had a pump. It? You have you just have a water pump. And we put it into all these these uh, containers. That's awesome. And uh, how were you selling it? Were you just using it? No, for... we didn't. No, we used it for ourselves. We both had a diesel car, and so we we just we we made enough to, to consume ourselves. Whoa. And, There's a uh, song there somewhere. There really <laughs> is. It, it it was a it was a really neat thing, and we had a, a huge uh, apparatus built with a made out of a water heater and a bunch of uh, kind of um, not drying tanks, but you'd have uh, washing tanks, and you put it through this process, put it through a lot of filters. And the first time we actually put it in our vehicles, we were a little scared. We actually even had an, a real gas pump that we had at the end of the thing. <laughs> we pump it in there, and we put it in there, and, and it worked. So, so we kept up with it uh, for some time. But how does that correlate? With well, the okay. Band? So he he's in a he was in a band, <laughs> uh, Lavia Minor, which is also a two piece, uh, guitar and bass, uh, guitar and drums. Oh, okay. guys aren't and, minimalist, are you? No, well, that's them. And uh, they, 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 Sunday they, boxing is not minimalist. No. <laughs> you ever seen my pedal board? I'm a bass player, and <laughs> and, he's, you know, he's and I have more. five distortion pedals. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's just uh, the beginning. But he uh, he he was working with this other band called Kill Your Mules. Okay. And uh, they needed a keyboard player, and I said, "Hey, I'll play keyboards. I just wanted to get back into music because uh, I played when I was younger, guitar and some keyboard and stuff. But uh, yeah. I hadn't done anything a long time." And, and uh, I was dying to play, and I and I he introduced me to the Charlotte music scene. Yeah, and and uh, so I so I started playing with them, and then uh, that led to being in this other band called Farewell Albatross, and which Paul Ooh. was a drummer originally, and then Paul said, "Hey, uh, you want to come play with uh, Pete?" And, and so I, I joined them. So it was just the whole progression going from this band to that band to that band. That's awesome. And, um, mm -hmm. It did. It helped. You know, like I said, Paul and I had. Kind of hit a, hit a bit of a wall for a minute, and Richard was like, "You know, the baby that saves your marriage." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Is but they had, they had they really had the music that I wanted to play, so it worked out well for me. That's awesome. If I only babies I'm... were born to parents who made music. Uh, I didn't know I was a baby on purpose. <laughs> Have you had a lot of luck gigging in Charlotte, or do you, do you try to stay in Charlotte, or do you, do you branch out at all? Do you get down to? Greenville, Spartanburg area, uh, Asheville. Have y'all had any kind of luck doing that? We haven't ventured far from Charlotte just because of real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you said you have a family, mm -hmm. so I know yeah. good as anyone. Jobs, all that. So, you know, yeah. mostly, I mean, you know, I wanted to, when I moved here, I was probably here for two years, again, with my then younger children. They're now, you know, teenagers. My son just got accepted to a. Uh, Western Carolina University. Congratulations! Hey, yeah, running the show. Yeah. So, WCU. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, started then and didn't really know where to go because I didn't have you know friends yet to say where do I go. And I ended up at Cabo Fish Taco and I saw lots of girls with tattoos. And I was like, "Where's the punk rock?" And the girl says, "The Milestone." And I was like, "Awesome!" And then I went to the Milestone and I said, "Ah, there is the punk rock." Yeah. And that you know immediately became my place. I'm from New Jersey and there was a place called the Brighton Bar. 
that I'm sorry. I loved, and we played it all the time. It closed down. Oh, yeah. You were just in New Jersey. He lost the bet or something. Huh? I know. The Brighton closed, so there's no point in being there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's. Uh, I think it's awesome. You guys have a really awesome sound, but I see here that if because if I had the genre, you guys, uh, I would say punk, just like you were saying, but it says here that you guys refer to yourself as more like a grunge core. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why we persist with that. It's like when Paul and I started the band, uh, I guess MySpace was still a thing. And uh, Love they MySpace. were like, what type is your, what type of band are you? Uh-huh. And we're looking through it and we're like, well, like, we're, you know, punk means this, like, we're punk because we do what we want. But like, it's everyone well, yeah, thinks Green Day ago, automatically. Punk didn't sound like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 10 so, years ago, punk was some 41 and, you know, right. a, a yellow card, that kind of punk. Exactly. And there's yeah. no thing, and there wasn't a link that said punk, but not that kind of punk, like this different type of punk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was among those, and while we're looking, those, the word grunge core was there. So literally, it's just from MySpace, and we're like, what the? I would say alternative. I mean, you guys yeah. give me yeah. like a, like a, like a mid to late 90s kind of alternative vibe when I'm listening. Yeah, yeah true. Mm-hmm. I've been told we wear our influences heavily. So I guess grunge core, like, even though that was a funny word. It's like I come, we come from grunge. I mean, we loved that time of music. You know, I was into yeah. metal when I was a little like young kid, and then when that was, you know, kind of getting a little corny, then all of a sudden there was these bands that were as heavy, but they were singing. You know, it was just more raw. We all liked what that term grunge. It's the chewy center between metal and punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, did you did you get into like the right before grunge kind of blasted on the scene? There was there was like this weird like, like pantera was coming on right so like they were changing the way metal sounded mm-hmm. and then how it looked the, yeah the, and then like like uh, uh chris cornell and and soundgarden were doing their thing and and before pearl jam there was a band called mother love bone yeah yeah and yeah. i felt like mother love bone was the bridge between yeah. 80s metal and grunge like if it wasn't for a band like that mm-hmm. i don't think grunge would have happened yeah them and jane's addiction i would say were yeah. on the same plane you know yeah. they the thing with metal, again, as a kid, it's like it looked, it was other. You knew the metal kids when they came in the room, and they, you know, <laughs> little little corny, but still kind of badass, and you know, the whole thing. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, grunge was like, I don't know, just wearing the, the, flying the metal flag, but still trying to not be quite so teased up in the hair. And Jane's Addiction and Mother Love Bone were still, you know, doing yeah, crazy yeah. hair, and they looked other look to look other is to be as punk as one can be but right. like those looks kind of still still persist it's adorable <laughs> <laughs> my, my question is is uh who does most of the writing because uh that that song we just we just heard uh the, one of the lyrics is your solution is pollution to me and i just love that lyric because i feel like it resonates really great in this day and time who does the lyrics and like, uh, like who came up with that specific lyric is what I, I, I wrote that song. That's a great song. Yeah. I would say what, you know, when we do our homework, we're coming in with enough of a song. We're like, if Richard is coming in with a song, it's because he has something of like, well, here's a guitar riff that I like and something that I've been singing over. It. And if, if he's even gotten that far, like a verse, I'm happy to say, please, you know, walk away with it. And similarly, <laughs> I'll show up. But then, mm-hmm. A lot of what we do then is then the jams that come after that. Mm-hmm. We then let it let it fly and just kind of be that. And then we 
go back and listen, and then we just, just take the snippets and say, oh, wow. You take the nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take the yeah. nuggets yeah. and say, well, we can ride that. I can I can repeat that. Because some of the stuff you listen to in a jam, and you're like, what the, what the hell was I doing? I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah. I'll never do this again. <laughs> so, so you know, but when you can find something and you can sing it, if I can sing that riff, yeah, then I will write that riff. And then, or Richard will, you know, when he was yeah. like, oh, I heard this piece that I can kind of go on we were listening to some chunks on the way here where it was like oh man this has to be a song and he's like yeah. this is in a different tuning i don't remember the tuning it was in <laughs> what was the tuning that, that, that is the one thing that is amazing with these playing with these guys is that we can just go in we start we set up and we can just start jamming on something and we've create we've created some songs out of it and uh and but we can create something that actually sounds listenable you know, afterwards, where we're just completely right. ad-libbing it, and you know, and it's, in a sense, it's just kind of jamming in one key, or whatever. But but then there's some time changes, and then he'll start doing something different. So I I match with him, and he matches with me, and and uh, and so that's that's what's really kind of magical to me is that. Oh yeah. Uh, you ever do that in the middle of a set? Like you ever go play a show and, and ad-lib, or do you? We have no, but I really want to. I, and I agree. I'm, when we were coming here, we were listening to one one piece. I'm like, man, why don't we just? Let fly like this on the stage. Like this I think, whole thing. I think was we good. need to do it. Well, one time, so, just go to the milestone and just don't play any don't songs. Play any know. songs. Just just go Maybe through one. and impromptu and, and just improv the whole thing. Yeah. Do you find yourself like circling back to a specific riff or tune when you get to jamming, or are you always able to kind of keep something fresh going? Like, do, like, do, do you do you, do you get into a jam and in like 10, 15 minutes into it, you always end up back at this one place? Or do you just kind of go all over the place with it? Huh, that's funny. I guess I, I would say that when you're trying to jam with other people, you have to play the same thing for a long time first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get a riff where you're like, oh, this is a groovy riff. And you got to get it into you and the drummer, whether it's a plain guitar riff or, you know, as the bass player, often me doing that part with Paul, locking in to where it can go a different place. And then what eventually happens is someone gets tired or Paul will do something rapturous that will just kind of change the tempo enough that we... You let go, and then just kind of like, and I'm gonna hit this note. (laughs) Hopefully, it's the right one. Yeah, and then we, then just kind of. But yeah, even that one we're listening to on the way here, that uh, where it has this particular kind of a theme, and then it breaks down. He changes the the whole timing, and then at the end, it comes back to that theme. So it gives Ah, you that same sense of full circle. Full circle, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I think they've been using that in classical music for you know generations. (laughs) Probably. Well, I only asked the question because I'm not that talented so anytime i get to jam with someone i always end up back to like the ones the classic a couple of songs that i know well yeah (laughs) the classics yeah i I actually don't know other people's songs like i don't like when i was learning you know metallica i would say was like the black sabbath into metallica into anthrax and that was everything in the beginning and then when the whole grunge thing happened it was uh smashing pumpkins was my 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 That's your main favorite game. I loved band. it. Yeah, at that time, I'm surprised I don't like them much now because they were everything to me. You must have <laughs> seen them live. I have, I have yeah, seen them yeah, a couple that'll, of times. Seeing the Smashing Pumpkins live will absolutely turn you off of their Aww, music. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, I thought they were pretty mind-bending live. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't bought tickets. My, my wife and not. I went to see uh, the Smashing Pumpkins in Marilyn Manson, right? Mm-hmm. And Manson opened for the Pumpkins. Wow. So we're like, this is great. This is going to be a great show. So we go, and Manson opens, and he just killed it. And I've Did heard he? stories, because I've seen him suck. 
I have. I've seen him before. Before that show, I've uh-huh. seen him. Carolina Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were there. Yeah. yeah. He, it was a terrible set. It was like, man, this sucks. Right? He was headlining it. It's like, he's too. bloody, yeah. but yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> but then, we're not really feeling you, man. Then, like, six months later, we go to see him open for the Pumpkins, and he was just killing it. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this is not the guy we saw six months ago. And then the Pumpkins, so we're all pumped, right? We were Because we didn't expect to see a good show from Manson. So we're all pumped for the Pumpkins. Pumpkins come out. And they start the show with, like, I think they started with Rocket, and then they played um, Zero, and I want to say one other song from Siamese Dream. I can't remember what it was, but after those first three songs, it, it was like an hour of, like, brand new music yeah. that no one had ever heard. No new crap. Taking care of business It now. wasn't. I was like, I don't mind new shit, but you got to pepper it in pepper it, you yeah, can't yeah. play the new album when yeah. it just came out <laughs> yeah, yeah so so like we're like an hour into the show and my wife and i are looking at each other like boo fuck it let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's throw stuff at them <laughs> so, so we left and on our way out they start playing some old stuff again but in the middle of all that mm-hmm. the crowd starts to die down you know the crowd's all excited they're playing mm-hmm. these old songs and they get into this stretch of new stuff that nobody knows and like he's not Billy's not getting the response that he was expecting. And so in the, uh, after a song finishes, he gives him a mic, he goes, gee, thanks. And it's like, we're the assholes? Like, we're, <laughs> we're the ones that are wrong here? <laughs> Such a whiny baby. So after that, it's like, I still love this Master Pumpkins music, but that was just a real bad taste in my mouth experience with yeah, the Pumpkins. It can, it can happen. It's, that's the, like that line from Batman, you know, die a hero. Cobain or live long enough to become a villain with Billy Corgan. <laughs> Keep living, you have longer for people to hate you. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. I'm sure that's going to happen to us at some point. Yeah, indeed. I'll tell you one very disappointing in the same way. I, I love the Bad Brains. Uh, yeah. And in uh, sometime, you know, let's say 20 years back, they were coming to, again, I lived in New Jersey at the time, and they were coming to the great club, uh, the Birch Hill, but they were called the Soul Brains. But it was HR and it was Daryl. And it was Earl, and it was all of them. I'm like, well, yeah, we're going. It must be some contract or whatever, but Soul Brains, it's them. And they did reggae. And, you know, I love reggae. We all love reggae, but holy crap, man. If, like, <laughs> if we're not drinking margaritas for? and stuff, <laughs> no, man. Like, I had, like, the Bad Brains, everything I had heard was just they were the most exciting live band ever, and they didn't move. And, you know, I've recently only got a little, I only feel slightly better about it. Well, I guess not better feel worse because hr was so mentally ill at that time <laughs> that like they had trouble even getting him to like the stage and they were like no he's like i don't want to be bad brains i want to be something positive like soul brains and they're like oh. okay uh, he's on that trip okay <laughs> soul brains <laughs> two parts of your body he, he but anyway that doesn't change the fact that they uh, are the best they still wrote great music so much yeah. and, that, and that's just so it. Much. even when you go see a band that you love and the performance isn't great yeah you know it, it does leave that bad taste from mouth, but it doesn't change that they wrote this amazing music totally. that you still love but yeah no one booed no one booed but no one was happy <laughs> there was a lot of yay more yeah. reggae <laughs> where's the margarita at? yeah yeah where, where's the margarita you had a bad experience helped. at a concert Cody dude I actually went to see Metallica in Charlotte and they were Boop a bad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. James was wasn't possible. having it that day or something, but uh, maybe he didn't do his vocal warm ups, but they were all over the place yeah. and it was just not good. 
But typically, I hear Metallica's a great band to see. I love Metallica. They blew my mind, too. In, yeah, I've seen them a handful of times, and they, I haven't seen a bad show yet from them. But I, I, dude, I did. It was, it was, it, the Charlotte, it was at one of the, uh, like, the arenas, and they had, like, chairs, and, like, most people were, like, sitting down <laughs> and, like, not up and, like, yeah. That's the one thing about arena shows that I don't like. Like, arena shows are great because there's so many people. There's yeah. a lot of energy in the crowd. And I've been to a bunch of them, and uh, the, the whole sit down, stand up thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, like, I felt like I was in to, church. Yeah, I was like, sit down, stand up, take a, take a fucking piece of the <laughs> yeah. bread or whatever, drink the grape juice. Yeah, unless you're on the floor, you can't like really move like you want to move. Yeah. So that's the only. But at the same time, that you, it's really hard to create that that arena energy in an amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. different. It's very, very different. Yeah, They're both yeah. great on their own accord. And you know, certain bands do better at arenas. Some do better at amphitheaters. Yeah. But I imagine yeah. they're a festival kind of a band, yeah. man. Like I, and I'm a festival guy. I love a good festival setting for mm-hmm. for a venue. But then I also love those tiny sweat box shows. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so much more. But fun. I don't like I know. the arena. That's your speed. I don't like the yeah. arena. I like the sweat box, and I like the outside. There's yeah. no in between for me. I'm happy. I'm happy to go to the arena, but yeah, to be like cramped in and like a yeah. Those are the maybe not fun. today, <laughs> maybe not right now. Yeah, <laughs> with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but in the normal times, yeah, I love all that. I love I love having an excuse to scream loud. Well, it brings up a good question. <clears throat> Talking about you know bad performances, like have you ever had an experience where you're like you're you're trying to put out this energy, just just, just not going right? And like, the crowd's just like. Well, well, we had a really bad show at Snug Harbor one time. Actually, oh that, my god! I think god. that might be the only time we ever. We played had there, a we had a very it was the only time we played there. We had. We had technical. Is Paul? Is this had, why you haven't been back? <laughs> It's yeah, very I think possible. that was the only time we've ever. Well, no, we play, it was so. Di- I don't know. I don't know that we played there a second time. Yeah, we've Paul's been there drums to fell to watch apart other people but. more than once. Two different drums. So like we had a kick drum. Playing. Yep. Oh no. And uh, you know, he's listening to this, but he, his drum set is kind of on that, on that tier of that. Like it could crumble at any time. But he's like, but he loves it, and he's like, there's just one small repair, but he can't find the piece to make that repair. He's like, I need to get a new kit, but I love this kit. But regardless, mm-hmm. the drum set was falling apart frequently as as we gigged and he had he had workarounds but not this day very punk of you guys <laughs> yeah. to roll with it like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. did you just power through yeah very punk no, of yeah. This, yeah. i think we we literally stopped had, the song had, we I had think, to i mean he and then the it was like the kick drum fell and then uh not the kick drum fell but the kick pedal came apart, came apart and yeah. then yeah. i think yeah. a hi-hat came Whoa. apart and then uh, i think my Oh, it was you? My, um, I think my cord was. I think was, all my was, stuff was, was working fine. Yeah. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It'd be like oh, we're, yeah, play, we're playing, and I don't and know just... where the where the the, the gap is, and uh, but the, you know, some, sometimes it can lend to a uh, a nice event. At the milestone, we had a problem one time. I had so I had think I had one pedal that was losing the signal, uh-huh. so. I just quickly unplugged it and I took it and I threw it down and the audience was like, "Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, you destroyed <laughs> shit, you know." But um, meanwhile, but you're it, there like, "Damn but it!" <laughs> but it, but it is no fun to be up there when when you don't know how to fix it quickly yeah. and and. Uh, well, let's let's be positive. Let's talk about the some of the best. Yeah, thanks the for bringing up. I was, yeah, I was yeah, about to. Well, it's all segue. uphill from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, we kicked ass last week. I think at the uh, uh, milestone. And at Tommy's too, we had a great show. We're uh, yeah. we're getting better. I had someone who has seen us for a long time say, "I've seen you guys earlier, 
uh, and, uh, you know, it was okay. <laughs> you guys seemed a little lost. I wonder if it was the Snug Harbor show. And they're like, but now you see, you guys have like a steely, a steely look that I can yeah. tell that you're going to kick ass. And I was like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Do you think that's a confidence thing? But yeah, I, nothing is more confidence building than preparation. And we got, we got that mess up and I don't mess up like that twice. So I think we yeah. all were just like, here's all the ways that we fix this that not let that happen. Fresh again. nine volt batteries. Yeah. Good cords. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your strings aren't rusty. <laughs> five P's, basically. Yeah, five he's, he's, uh, proper, plant, proper planning, planning prevents, prevents poor performance. His poor performance. Yeah. That's six C's. I, I, oh, I, I, I did this now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was being PG oh, oh. after dropping Wait, I just learned bombs. that at work the other day, so I, I, was, I okay, was amazed folks. that you just piss. all the P's. <laughs> Punk rock to not say piss. You know oh. what I mean? Well, I will say this. Um, go, when you've been to as many shows as like me – Cody have, and I'm sure you guys have been to a lot of shows. When you take the stage and you've got that confidence or swagger, even I think swagger is a better word for it, especially when it pertains to music. It's also a good body wash. When you've got that swagger, it's it, it really does put out a, a different kind of energy that mm -hmm. that it, and and for me, you know, I I know I pick up on it quick and, and it makes me more into what the band's doing even if it's not my typical cup of tea mm -hmm. like um i'll give you a perfect example coheed and cambria mm -hmm. was not a fan of them yeah, didn't yep. know them from adam's ass yep went to a festival with my wife mm -hmm. and they were playing this stage while we were waiting for the deftones to play on the next stage so while we're waiting for deftones let's go check out coheed and cambria these guys came out and and it was like they just knew that what they were doing was awesome, mm -hmm. and you were gonna love it. Uh -huh. And and that energy they put out, it drew us in. And it was like, but you know, halfway through the set, I'm looking at my wife. I was like, I had no idea these guys were this good. Yeah. Uh -huh. And and I think that that you know your attitude when you take a stage, I think that that you can set a tone. Yeah. yeah. For for an audience, and 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 it's all up to you to do that. Mm. The secret is people just want to have a good time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm there to force them have the good time <laughs> in the manner in which i deem okay so so that which is by banging your head that makes me question like what's the crowd interaction like do you ever just like call some people out in the crowd and like make them interact and like get them going like do you talk to the crowd do you ask them questions what's the crowd I like a healthy distance between the stage and the crowd yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah no i'm just kidding i don't think we've ever uh, quite engaged like that other you know we'll see Get out of your seats, although it's mostly standing rooms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, t well, tell our crowd about some upcoming shows that you guys have. Coming yeah, up. we definitely have uh, a lot of activity coming up. One that I'm very excited about is the, the um, at the milestone. At the milestone, uh, the milestone Fifth is October. October 13th with Blue Hope and Hey Revolver, yeah. and then on the 24th of October is a 16 band festival, which is called Eastway Holiday. Nice. Uh, please and go to that. That's going to be so fun at the new Tommy's, Tommy's Pub. Yeah, that Tommy's sounds fun. Which is to be inside and outside. Yeah. Bands oh, kind of alternating. Yes. Yeah. Um, so many good bands are going to be there. Um, I'm going to list some of them because we've made very good friends. And I was first uh, and foremost, the Mercury Dimes will be there. Yes, good. Yeah. They were the one that Paul, the one that Paul forgot. So we'll say them first. The Mercury <laughs> Dimes. <laughs> he didn't great. forget them. 
the one remember, that Paul like, forgot. They're going to be there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great band. It's a great band. I like it already. Copyright. Real mega band called that. And this is how it was formed. But Phase God is going to be there, a rapper. Uh, Amigo, Anchor Detail, they're definitely cool guys. The Hold Fire, Storm Watchers, the Donner Deads are mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, Uncle Buck is a great band. My Blue Hope, Whale Boat, I don't know them. Duck Beak, <laughs> I like that name. Hey, Richard. Hey, Richard is playing. Uh. <laughs> no affiliation. Ember City, Betty White Bronco, <laughs> Wilma. Uh, those guys Wilma. are uh, good friends to us, and I like them. Yeah, They're a very heavy band. They are another band that's like not of their, not of their time. You know, like they're sounding like early Soundgarden and like. Oh, hey! I think they sound like Van Halen. Check out Wilma. Man, Soundgarden and Van Halen is the meeting ground. (laughs) I mean, so if any of you guys are watching and just heard your shout out, reach out to us so we can get you on the show. That's right, and bring us T-shirts. We like T-shirts. Yes, yeah. I will say that I'm on a mission this season to since we're doing video. I want to wear a different local band shirt on every episode, and Cody does too. Yes. So call us up to come be on the show and bring us your T-shirts. Don't forget about our man Josh, who is producing the show behind the scenes. He also wears T-shirts only sometimes, but if you're a band, bring him one because just in case he wants <laughs> to wear a shirt that day. At the very least, we can watch him tear it off. Yeah, exactly. Will, like be Hulk sh- Hogan. will there be shirt sizes in the comments? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm oh, a look large at me. Man. You know what this is? <laughs> this yeah, is a double man. X for sure. Josh and I are largest, so large and in charge. Large <laughs> click, woot woot. Yeah, man. I will say this: uh, if you're enjoying these guys, check them out on Bandcamp or wherever you stream music. But Spotify, Spotify. I, I Spotify, encourage Bandcamp. I like Bandcamp. I, I, yeah, plug away is a cooler way. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp I like to encourage Bandcamp way. because artists get to keep more of their money. Yeah, uh, and, you know that. That's I think the coolest thing about. It. I do wish they'd fix their interface where you could like shuffle your library oh, and that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you can download their stuff and you know. And also pay for it. Support the band. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. do that. Maybe, that would be nice. Yeah, I will say the one other thing that, to point out is we work sometimes with a great artist called the Emotron out of Atlanta, and he was in town a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you. Actually, Guys, yeah, he just uh, played again very recently. He's, great, he's on a small a great right show. Now. He's a performance artist and musician, and each set has uh, been different. But what he has asked us to do uh, in the past was to uh, be on a cover compilation that he was uh, assembling of his friends. And the first one he did was from the hardcore band, the Philly hardcore band, Painted Black. Wow. So we and about 12 other bands did covers, not straight hardcore covers, mostly electronic versions but we did uh i'd say our sounded more kind of like the stooges we slowed it down <laughs> yeah slowed down version of a hard of a, a um, the, the song is only well, but he asked us to do another one which was the dgc rarities, rarities speaking one. of grunge of the 90s and i don't even know if you know what i'm talking about but it was a lot of you know the band's teenage fan club and dinosaur jr probably and bands uh, like that yeah. but he asked us to do a counting crows song and we said that sounds shitty but okay, so we're doing that, and it's going to be awesome. Which one are you doing? It's called uh, it's Einstein on the Beach. Einstein on the Beach. Yeah. And uh, I kind—I like the hook, and I hate the verse so much. So we're playing that hook, and we're playing uh, the verses different. So well, it's going to rock. Kids, so you, at the end of October, that's going to be available on the Emotrons Bandcamp, and check it out. Well, you've got kids that have seen Shrek, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My daughter, that we, you know, we'll put on YouTube a lot in the house, and just you know, lit videos played. Sometimes it's '90s, sometimes it's metal, sometimes whatever. But uh, when we're doing '90s stuff, Counting Crows will pop up from time to time, mm-hmm. and 
my daughter who's 10 will be like, hey, that's from Shrek. And I'm like, yes, yes it is. <laughs> it is but that's but. so depressing, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, movies, though, when they give you a, you know, a new perspective on a song. Oh, for sure. Hear something a different way. I for mean. sure. What were some of the best soundtracks of the 90s? Because 90s did have some pretty awesome soundtracks. Well, definitely singles and definitely Okay, you took mine. Yeah, you took mine. Uh, I mean, there's almost no – that's almost not fair. We're just putting those out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Both of those soundtracks were the best soundtracks of the 90s. Yeah, the single soundtrack. Holy crap. It made that reasonable movie last way longer. I mean, I liked that movie good enough, but mostly Uh because Allison James was in it and stuff. Mm. (laughs) Andy Vader was in it. Yeah. The most recent one I listened to was Vision Quest, so I don't know. Oh, I good one. You know, had Red That's Rider really and good. Madonna and. Lots of Cody, stuff. you got a favorite soundtrack? Oh man, uh, that's a toughie, man. I'm gonna say I'm soundtrack. gonna say the Shrek soundtrack. Night Shrek. Fever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it up to the Shrek soundtrack uh, for oh. my pick. How could we forget Days and Confused? Oh, holy crap. Oh, yeah, what a great soundtrack. One, man. Yeah. What about High Fidelity? Yeah. Did they have a good soundtrack? High Fidelity oh, is good, yeah. too. Yeah. We're, we're talking Tommy's <laughs> and Cody's so lost. Uh, dude, I was, I was born in 93, you know, so I don't really, I can't really, I'm out of my element. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. I'm like uh, Donnie on the Big Lebowski. I'm out, I'm out of my element, Donnie. Big Lebowski soundtrack. Oh, dude, oh. I do love that soundtrack. Favorite movie. And that one was a, 90s movie, mm-hmm. so yeah, big Lebowski soundtrack. There you go. Now there I'm up go. to speed. <laughs> but let's let's, g- let's give it up for Sunday Boxing. Tell them, tell our audience where else they can find you guys to listen to your soundtrack. Uh, you guys are on Bandcamp, of course, but uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, plug away. All of those are correct. Sunday Boxing Band is the. Well, talk the about Facebook. the name Sunday Boxing real quick. Oh, yeah. where, where yeah. did that come from? Yeah. Somebody's got to be a big Mike Tyson fan or something. No, no these, these it, guys watch too much television. It came from TV. It, it was uh, I my first idea for the band was Eagle-eyed Tiger, which was a joke from the show Parks and Recreation. And I'm I more really of an office guy, band. man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not UK. U.S. office. <laughs> U.S. office only. <laughs> Clarify. So Eagle-eyed Tiger was I was leaning on the, on that pretty hard. Uh, but then Eagles of Death Metal were coming to town. And in my head, I was like, nah, we're going to probably play with them in the year. So let's have a different rendition. <laughs> that show never did come about. Nah. But Paul said from a different episode of Parks and Recreation, Sunday Boxing, which was one of the paintings in the, the mural. in the yeah, hall, yeah, which, yeah, was when, yeah. which was when the, when the young mother from the church had a fist fight like with the, with the preacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. So, yes, it was a, just a joke. You know, Paul and I... Uh, like tv and we have an aggressive band but we're not aggressive people <laughs> cool so you know that's mostly what we come from is nice stuff and sunday boxing it was nice and nondescript the music's great man it's yeah. very jammy you know I, I, one of the things i like m- most about your music is there, there's like these long stretches of just music in your songs where there's not words there's a handful mm-hmm. of them that are like that yeah, yeah um i was surprised you didn't play your ghost um that that, that was my favorite. Uh, um, yeah, we didn't guys, play it. We didn't play it when? Uh, we, well, t- the song that we oh, featured oh, for you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I should have clarified. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't feature that on oh. the show. But there you go, people. Go watch, Go listen to Your Ghost. Listen to Your Ghost right now. Yeah, we like that song. Yes. It's a great song. playing it. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, you know, we just want to make aggressive music for nice people. <laughs> 
That's right up our you alley. You just said it all. Wow, yeah. Wow. Really did. I was going to ask you guys if you wanted to leave us with anything, but I think that was... I think you just did. I think you just did, man. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday Boxing. Thank Give it you up. guys. Thank you. Thank you for watching the first stream, y'all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's a wrap, bitches.